The number seven overall selection in the 2019 NHL Draft belongs to the Buffalo Sabres. The first overall selection in the 2019 NHL Draft belongs to the New Jersey Devils. Winning, it's tough, and you know, maybe I would like to see sometimes practice or in the room when you guys don't see guys going at each other, you know, maybe for each other a little bit. You know, it's not easy to win here, and you know, everyone wants it, and maybe, you know, be hard on it. No, I just thought uh, we stunk, we stunk up the building tonight. Hello, everybody. This is the Charging Buffalo Podcast. Joe and Luke here once again. And we got a jam-packed episode for you all today, so we're going to get right into it. Yes. Uh, Phil Housley's gone. Ah, uh, yes, Last indeed, week, yes. we we did our predictions. I asked you if you thought Phil Housley was going to be the coach today. Mm-hmm. You said yes, and that was yeah. wrong. I was wrong. Phil well, Housley thankfully, I was wrong. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's... that's, that's there's a good wrong, and then there, there's a bad wrong, and this is a good wrong, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm I'm quite I'm I'm happy. Yeah, the Sabers wasted no time. Day after the Detroit game, the last game of the season, I remember I was at work, and it was like, "See ya." He mm-hmm. was gone right. early in the morning. Uh, the Panthers fired Bob Bugner, right. and it was reported that Quinville was going to go there, and that was the case. Uh, Jeremy White's super secret Twitter source told him that the Sabres tried to get Quinville midseason. Paul Hamilton said that is a lie, so I don't know if that's the case or not, but it seemed like Quinville really wanted to go to Florida, and the Panthers weren't going to fire Bob Bugner because Quinville wanted to go there, changed everything, I guess. Now imagine... Quinville is reunited with Artemi Panarin in the offseason. The Panthers are going to be real players. <laughs> they are going to be scary next year. They are year. going to be really good. And so the Sabres' job gets harder next season. Yes, so if because needed... you got Tampa. They're still going to be good next year. Toronto. Going to be better, that, probably. They're going to lose some guys. They're going to lose a lot of guys. But still, Toronto's going to be good. They're going to make the playoffs, at the very least. Boston's still going to be good. Florida is probably a lock to make the playoffs, especially if they get Panarin Ooh. and Bobrovsky. And maybe if they get another top four defenseman, too, on top of that, Panthers are going to be good. They're going to be how, scary good, yes. How are it, are the Sabres going to and the Canadians with these are, guys? The Canadians just missed the playoffs, too. Yeah. Detroit, and Ryan Paling, Detroit's like, going to be better. Yeah. Well, well, I don't think they're going to. Debatable, but they're probably not going to make the playoffs, but they're still right. going to be better. There's other teams in the Eastern Conference that are going to try and get better. Yeah. I don't think we can bank on them being in the playoffs next year, but... No. You know, did anyone see the Islanders making the playoffs? This team has Jack Eichel and Rasmus Dahlin. Anything is possible, but but at the same time, everyone this, else is getting better too. At the same time, this team just has Jack Eichel and Rasmus yes. Dahlin, and that's what you can say. And then two teams in the Metro Division just mm-hmm. won the lottery too. Yep, they're going to be better. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Ra- the Rangers? I know they're going to go all in. The Rangers. To be if they were to lure Artemi Panarin to town, and they might, they are dangerously close to being better than. They the, still have Henrik Lundqvist. They are close to being better than those than the Cup team that that made the run to the Cup in fourteen. They, I, I mean, have Kapo Kako. They're and going to Artemi be close. Panarin, Kako. If Leas Anderson shapes out, Georgiev is looking like a pretty darn good goalie. And they have that kid in Russia too. Uh, I forget his name. Kravtsov. 
Yeah, well, they, have, they have they have a ton of guys in Russia actually. Yeah, that's true. They have Kratsov and Igor Shesterkin, oh, who yeah. is probably one of the better goalies in the KHL. Yeah, so the yeah. Rangers are, look out for the Rangers. They're going to be real good because they're going to be a younger. They might be. They years. might not be there next year. No, but but the in year a few after, years they got a center, a real center. Like maybe even if Hughes, if the mm-hmm. Devils take Kako number one, I think Hughes would be perfect for them. Yeah, the Rangers. And they, they might have four first-round picks this year, too. Let's not forget that. They're going to be. Because they have the Jets pick. If the Lightning win the Cup, they get that pick. And if Dallas makes it to the Western Conference Finals, they get their pick as well. Mm, well hey, those are all poss- Those yeah. are very much possible, actually. And yeah. if Zuccarello signs with the Stars, they get the first-round pick next year, too. So the Rangers... They're going to be good. And they didn't really tear it all down. They still have no, some guys. You know what? They uh, kept Chris Kreider. Quinn is a good coach, too. Is it, uh, what's David his first Quinn. David Quinn. David Quinn. I almost said Dan Quinn. I think that's the Falcons coach. But, yeah, David Quinn, he's he's a good coach. You look at him. You're not much a music guy, but he reminds me of uh, David Byrne, Byrne from Talking Heads. But um, look him up. Uh, but, uh, no, their, their core in a matter of years, is going to be better than that 2014 mm-hmm. core was. And it, they're going to be a, a scary they team. They still have Henrik Lundqvist. So they can't wait around yes. forever. Teams like that, them, the Canadians, they can be rebuilding, but they're always in it because guys just always want to play there, and they're going to play hard because you're playing. What if they get Carlson? I mean, it's it's possible. They have a It's possible. Room. Yeah. Okay, now back on to the coach. Right. Watch. I don't know how we got on the, off the track there, but Todd McClellan, he was a guy that – was brought up again. I was at work. Big ha- big things happen when Joe's at work. So yeah. I was at work. I go on break and I see that Todd McClellan is the favorite to get the Sabres coaching job after many 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 weeks of nonstop. He's going to the Kings. He's going to the Kings. And I forget who reported it, but that's besides the point. Uh, so then we saw he's probably going to Buffalo, mm-hmm. and then we hear oh he's probably going to the Kings yesterday. And then Pierre LeBron I think tweeted out yesterday evening that hold on I can pull well they folks remember during this time okay uh about 80 or 90 percent of what you see on twitter is going to be pure speculation okay don't get worked it's fun to get worked up in a tinsy okay sabers twitter is very familiar with toxic place yeah it's yeah toxic environment but don't just it's it's important to remember don't be reactionary to these initial reports, okay? Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, indeed, indeed. Um, everything is just speculation. I don't care how credible the source is. Until it's official, that's when you roll. Okay, through. I have it now. Uh, Dennis Bernstein of the fourth period, who's really tapped in on the Kings, said that Todd McClellan is, barring any straight last-minute chaos, he's going right. to be the coach of the Kings. And Pierre Lebrun says not so fast. Mm. Source close to Todd McClellan says the free agent coach has not made up his mind, remains very much interested in both L.A. and Buffalo opportunities. McClellan slated to meet with the Sabres breast today, yesterday. Kings, meanwhile, remain hopeful they can get him. We'll see. So this is not over yet. Well, I believe Todd McClellan is in town today. Yes, because his son plays for the University of Denver. Yes. What's his son's first name? I couldn't tell you. I bet it's like Jared. <laughs> Jared McClellan. Travis, maybe? Hold Travis on. McClellan. I'll look it up. Well, yes. Um, Todd McClellan. Now, if I may, I've been our point, bone to pick with Sabres Twitter because they've been pissing me off lately, okay? Pardon, pardon well, my French. 
Uh, in fairness to yeah. the coaching search, Sabres Twitter is going to be furious at just about 95% of the people that Unless the it's job, this so. Swedish coach, Granberg. Gron- I mean, cool, cool. like... Why do people want Grand? Well, here's the deal, okay? Because he's Swedish or because he's new? I don't know. One thing here. One, he has a cool beard. Two, I believe he's their junior coach. Is he not? Is he Sweden's world junior coach? Yes. Yes. Or he was. Okay. He was. And three, have the Buffalo Sabres even expressed any interest in this guy? Nobody has expressed Nobody has. He is not going to make the jump and be a head coach right away. More assistant associate coach that's more realistic it's hard he was on the 31 thoughts podcast like maybe a month or two back Mm -hmm. and he said he hasn't gotten any interest for a head coaching job and you know a few teams have reached out to him for an assistant job but that's not you know who else last his name is tyson mcclone five foot nine one sixty two you know who else hasn't gotten any interest in terms of coaches Russian coaches, Czech coaches, any coaches from overseas, because it's hard enough to get a rookie Swedish kid to speak English and interact with the team. How are you going to get a foreign Swedish-speaking coach to rally a group of 18 English-speaking men? That's hard enough. And teach them how to navigate the North American media game, because it's different. It's... That's just out there, too. That's just completely beside the point. Gronberg actually started as an assistant coach at the University of Wisconsin. Okay, so maybe he can so speak English. I think he but... did play college hockey as well, 50 years old, but... I'm sure he can speak English. Oh, so... yeah, he has to. But, but still. I'm, I'm just... pulling up his staff page right now to see his experience. It We're, we're, we're throwing Scouting this guy's background name in as well. The head coach of... The U18 World Junior Team since 2010, 11, 12, and then in 2014 he became the head coach of the under-20 team. So that's basically all he's got going for him right now. He is the actual Team Sweden head coach last year, but basically most of the time he's been coaching kids. Mm -hmm. So I don't see any, I think he's just the national coach. He was an assistant coach for the Spokane Chiefs in 2005 as well. So no real, like, head coaching experience for an actual team besides an international team. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, I don't want to say scares me. I feel like people just want to see something new. Mm -hmm. They don't want to see the retread. But McClellan, fine. Like, did you see what he did in San Jose? I know. Oh, but no, the the only year that matters is the year he got fired. Mm -hmm. Never mind the President's Trophy. I think the... When people bring up his days in Edmonton, like, is it his fault that Peter Shirelli signed Milan Lucic? Who has succeeded? And traded Taylor Hall and traded Jordan Eberle? Every other day of the year, it's Peter Shirelli root Edmonton, except when the Sabres are in for Todd McClellan. Oh, Todd McClellan root Edmonton. Because we have to be cynical in Buffalo, I guess. And people, the analytics guys don't like him because of that quote that he said a couple years ago, how the best analytics are a set of eyeballs, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. And people, I'm going to start calling my eyes my analytics. <laughs> but there was a piece in The Athletic the other day. I forgot who it was. Someone in Buffalo did it. One of those guys uh, interviewed Dan Boyle, who mm. played under McClellan. And he roaring review for McClellan. Mm-hmm. And one of the criticisms I've seen of McClellan is that he isn't able to adapt. And I don't... The, Boyle was saying that this guy, is he's like open very open-minded mm-hmm. as far as coaching goes so i don't know 
Is he the guy? Like, I don't. I'm not mad that McClellan could be the guy, but I'm not happy. Like, it's just I he's feel a guy. nothing. He's I feel a guy. nothing. And honestly, there's nobody out there that I'd be excited about if they got. Because I remember going back two years, two or three years ago when Housley was hired. Everybody, it was universally loved. Universally, mm-hmm. there there might have been maybe three percent of Sabres fans that didn't like the hire them. You don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Of course, they could bring in McClellan, and if Jason Bottrell doesn't change the roster or make any significant changes, they're still going to be bad. It's not his fault. And I don't even... I'm, I'm going to say this right now. It, the last season and the season before that was not all Phil Housley's fault. Again, he's not a good coach. I think he was not cut out to be an NHL head coach. But it's not all his fault. You need... There's not going to, in today's NHL, you're not going to have a coach come in and rally the troops and lead them to the promised land like Ted Nolan did in the late 90s. That, that Those days are over, mm-hmm. over and done with. It's not happening anymore. Mm-hmm. You need talent, and the Sabres have not had enough talent. And Jason Bottrell knows he has to build the talent. He took blame. Mm-hmm. He said, we need to build more talent in this organization, and hopefully they're doing that. You know what struck me watching the playoff games yesterday? Just the simple tape-to-tape passes, which it team was has beautiful. not been able to do for 10 beautiful years. Beautiful passing in, like, every game, and that's one thing that Sabres haven't been able to knock down, but, yeah. It sucks. Yeah. So, if it's McClellan, I don't lose sleep over. Like, some of the guys just, like, freaking out. Like, they're not going to get Sheldon Keefe. Just stop. Why would Toronto why would let he, why would Sheldon he, Keefe go to Buffalo? First of all, I'm one? sure Toronto has to grant us permission to yes. speak to him. Yes, they do. Because he's under he's not under contract to the Marlies, I imagine. He's under contract mm-hmm. to the Leafs. Yes. Two, well, here, I would, um... I would not he be, just signed an extension, too. Yeah. Because he's the heir apparent to Mike Babcock. He's right. the next option. I would not be opposed. This is my second lean candidate, and it's a simple one. Chris Taylor. Yeah, because I think, I think Chris Taylor would pr- if they can't find anybody, Taylor's going to be the guy. Nobody knows the next crop of guys like he does, quite frankly. True, and there's a good chance a lot of those guys will be, be up here next, next year, year. With yeah. what you said about, or what Elliot Friedman, I believe, it was said on Thirty One Thoughts about the lackadaisical. Yeah, we'll get to that. Players, we'll, we'll get, get to that, that in a little bit. But... I tried to segue into that there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, coach watches on. We'll see if... Uh, it seems like a decision is going to come soon. Uh, the Sabres reportedly, Elliot Friedman on the 31 Thoughts podcast, believes that they're offering him five years, five million. And the Kings are offering him somewhere around three and a half because they have an internal cap because they were paying uh, Daryl Sutter around three and a half million. They don't want to go above that. Yeah. So you're balancing, do I want to go live in Los Angeles and make three and a half million or go to Buffalo and make five? Right. And uh, Friedman said it's going to be a tough decision for McClellan to say no to Buffalo just because of the money. But he still thinks he's going to go to L.A. He still thinks he's going to go to L.A. We're in better shape roster-wise, I'd say. Yes. Young player-wise, youth-wise, especially bringing Skinner if if he resigns. I think I'd I'd much rather come here. Oh, yeah. Easily. I feel like there's still less work to do here than there is in There's LA. a lot of work to do in L.A. Correct. They still have to tear it down. The entire team is just old. I mean... Unless L.A. thinks that they're not that far off. 
Maybe they think they just need a Drew little... Drew Doughty seems convinced the team will be better next year. Well, they should be better. I don't think anyone expected them to be this bad. Do you think Rasmus Kapari makes it up there or next year? Maybe. Hmm. He could. Yeah, he had a very good year in Finland, I'm pretty sure. I can't year. think of many other of their prospects. They have Kapari. Kapari, Akil Thomas. Right, Akil Thomas. Uh, yeah. Gabe Velarde, but he's had... He's injured injury, a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot, mm-hmm. his career might actually even be over, I've heard. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how they fix it in L.A. Maybe if they pick a guy like Kirby Doc, they insert him into the lineup, but who knows. Uh, locker cleanout. We got anything on that? Well, you heard the quote from Ristolainen at the start of the show. <laughs> he, he's, he, I, that's the kind of stuff you got to say during the season. I, it's, it's not something to... Save for locker cleanup. Yeah, it's not something to be retrospective about. I mean, and it sucks. This really just sucks. But I liked what Eichel had to say. This guy was a true leader on locker cleanup. Like, when people are saying, oh, this guy's not true captain material, get him out of town, he's a problem, they're thinking about Jack Eichel from three, four years ago who – was wearing his Boston University hat, looking at the ground on the podium, pouting. Mm-hmm. This is a different Jack Eichel, yeah. a completely changed Jack Eichel. This is the leader that you want. You know what? Room. The people who, who want Eichel out of town, they're all suburban hockey they're dads. They're all suburban hockey dads, and Jack Eichel is the kid who wouldn't pass to their kid because their kid sucked. <laughs> That's probably what it is. They remind them of that. <laughs> I, 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 there's a reason why these people hate Jack Eichel and love uh, Jordan mm-hmm. Nolan. J- sure, Jordan Nolan. Who's the guy on the team that... Ristolainen. I can't even think about a single player that anyone would love on this team, honestly. Zemgis <laughs> Gergensens. Zemgis Gergensens, sure. His grit and compete level is... I'll, we'll get to the Eichel haters other later on, because I'm sure if you followed me on Twitter, you saw Sheldon, which Sheldon mm-hmm. had to... There's no so, way that was a troll. N- no, the, 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 he he is he he was a Reinhardt hater as well mm-hmm. too. I think he tweeted me a couple months back and we mentioned him on the podcast. So we'll get to that later. But uh, Jason Botchel, you got anything on what he had to say? Yeah, he he was angry, very angry. He knows that there has very to be changes. Angry. He knows. Indeed, indeed. I don't think they can let it slide this year without making massive changes to this group. Correct. He knows. There's going to be changes. He And he said 100% there's still a very good chance they can je- get Jeff Skinner signed. Right. 100%. Right. right. And Skinner got to 40 goals. Let's not mm-hmm. let, lose that in the shelf. Sabres shellacked Detroit in their final game. Yeah, if they if they would have lost that game, they would be picking second. Yeah, we had to go... Oh, no, if they won another game, they'd be picking second. If they lost those last two games, they'd be picking first. Yeah, but we had to go... Yeah, we had to... <laughs> I, yeah. it, that's not. Oh, I'm this sorry. Team. I'm sorry. But did they really have to win those last two games? Are you kidding me? You couldn't call up Adam Wilcox. If they would have lost those two games, we'd be singing the praises right now. Jack Hughes is in town, but we had to send Jason Pominville off into the sunset. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah and, and and then another thing. Let's all appreciate Jason Pominville on Twitter when uh, most of you just spent a whole season trashing on the guy. And now everyone wants him to come and back. And now for everyone wants year. to come back. Ever, I was. We, I, I don't know if you were you at the game. I was not. No. I was, and everyone was chanting one more year. I'm like, are you kidding me? Okay. Yeah. Then then. Are you kidding me? Ten I mean, games. I love Jason Pominville more than the next guy. 
childhood hero, but oh my god, we don't need Jason Pominville back. We don't need half of these guys back. They need to make changes. Yes, he was okay this year. He played well with Eichel. His analytics are fine, whatever. They need to make change. Can they do better than Jason Pominville in the bottom six? Yes. Goodbye. That was a perfect send-off for him. I don't need to see him on this team next year. Bring him into the state-sponsored propaganda prison, the Academy of Hockey, and oh. let him oh. coach the kids. The next wave of suburban hockey. Days. I don't have a beef. Okay. I don't have a beef with Jason Pominville. I have a beef with these people on Twitter who spend all season ragging on the guy, and then once he says he's going to retire, they act like they didn't do that all year, and they're like, "Oh, look at me! I love Jason Pominville." Because you know, that's I was disgusted reading all those tweets. Because like, how insincere are you, you dork? You, you just ragged on the guy all year. And now you're saying, oh, please come back. I, oh, I love you so much, Jason. I love Jason Palmville, too. Oh, yeah. I'd be happy if he came back. But don't well, they spend... Don't need him, they don't need him back. They don't. Change. Change, change, change. Change is good. Yes, 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 indeed. Uh, but, I mean, the guy, he scored, what, 15 goals? I mean, uh... How many of those were in November, though? Okay, true, true. But I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I mean, yeah, if, Matt, they, if they brought him back, I'm not going to be furious or anything. Matt Hendricks is still playing. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, but like, there's room. He's probably going to retire. He probably is. Yeah. And you know what? He can retire knowing that he had a damn fine career, and that he's a legend here in Buffalo. And um, and no, they shouldn't retire his number. Don't stop. retire his number. But he, he's a player that the Sabers should have a ring of honor of some. Oh, sort. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He, d- he should be in the Sabers Hall of Fame next year. Mm-hmm. Go for it. What if he officially retires? We gotta have a uh, tribute show. Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. Tribute to Jason. Powell. At least start it with something. Play some clips. That'll be fun. All right, back to Jason Bottrell. Okay. Am I? Ugh, we talked about this before the show. I feel like I'm being too hard on fans again. I'm not, no, you know what, no, I'm, no, I can't feel that way. It's just, I don't like hypocrisy. sometimes. I don't like hypocrisy, and I don't like narrow-mindedness. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't like. Okay. Jason Bottrell. Yes. <laughs> Back on track here. Uh, yeah, where were we? Change, yes. But he knows that he's going to have to make change. Yes. Uh, Skinner, he thinks that there's a good chance that he's going to come back. What else? This was a long time ago. This was a while ago. It was. It's hard to remember what he was talking about. You know what? It seemed like he did not want to fire Phil Housley at all. Like, he came to the decision the morning before. Well, I I believe somewhere during the course of this press conference, he said that he had he had asked the Pagulas for... He told them what he, he wanted to do. told them that this has to happen. And they gave him permission. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think... He knew it was best. I, I mean, you're the GM of a hockey team. You gotta say what's politically correct to the media. You gotta say, "Oh no, Phil's our coach." Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean people want to fire? Like, <laughs> they want a coaching change. You can't come out and just say that stuff. But I think he he knew it was coming. He knew he had to do it. Yeah, it's something that had to happen. Yeah, had to. in Florida right, right. the couple hours before fired their coach, mm-hmm. and they had like 30, 40 more points over that two-year span than Buffalo. Did. Exactly. How does that look if you don't Bogner do was, what, uh, 72 and... Uh, they had like 95, 94, 96 90, points the year before. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
but Bogner's record was not bad at all. Oh yeah, Florida—they just underachieved this year. Right. And I think that was the downfall. Didn't they have? I think they had like ninety-seven points last year or something. Yeah, ninety-six were, or ninety-seven. They were like a point out of the playoffs, but uh, they were close. They were, yeah. So, and now you get a better coach, and you're gonna add two premier free agents. Right. Florida's right. gonna be good next year. Watch out for them. You know what? Just one little quick thing. I don't think it's completely out if Panarin resigns with Columbus. I don't, know. I don't know. Maybe if they have a long playoff run, who yeah. knows? Well, they, they won I, yesterday. I'm not going to rule it out. Yeah. But I think Bobrovsky is a goner. He's 100%. Uh, lottery. Let's talk about that. Yes. So, I don't know if anyone else saw it, but the lottery was leaked like five minutes yes. before, and it completely ruined it for yeah. us. Completely ruined it. I guess there was somebody in Europe that hit the feed he was watching on TV it like glitched out and you could see the stars next to the Rangers Devils and Blackhawks and because the Blackhawks were 12th and then the lottery is ruined Mm -hmm. because you knew if that star shows up next to Chicago that was real and it was real Mm -hmm. so Chicago they had that they had a nice little comeback they were right at the bottom of the league and now they're picking where they should have been but I mean good for them I mean, they, they're not a team that deserved a break at all. And what are the odds that three of the biggest markets in the NHL who just became bad recently? New Jersey's not a big market. That's, uh, that's a stretch. Okay. Yeah. But I'm, I'm saying that for the sake of my point. Let's say. Are you trying to what, feed into the conspiracy? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The lottery's rigged. The Blackhawks just became bad. The Rangers just became bad, and now they have the two of the top three picks. Every other year, it seems like the lottery is just crazy. Did you see this post on Reddit about the how the GMs are arranged in the bottom three every year in the draft? No. The third picking team. So last year it'll he's be always in the middle. Is always in the middle. Oh my god! And this this is a whole a whole post on Reddit. It was even gilded. Uh, but it so from a production standpoint, a TV production standpoint, Mark Bergevin last year, for example, Canadians pick third. Bergevin. Yes, he leaves first, and then the two guys on the ends come closer together. Well, that, that too, and if you're third and in the middle, from a production standpoint, it makes it easier and less awkward shaking each guy's hand. So you could turn to the left, turn to your right, and then off you go. And then, boom, the two guys close in there, and he gives a whole rundown from, like, a producer's perspective. And it all makes sense. This I mean, crazy. there's a reason they do this show. I mean, clearly you're not finding out live. These are guys whose actual job it is to find this stuff out. Uh, but it's it's a whole breakdown, and it, it, it all makes sense from a production standpoint. Um, That's crazy. Ray Shiro Was gets, it exactly the same the year before? Exactly the same since 2017, at least. Wow. Yeah. So, so next year, we'll know. Well, yeah, unless, oh, no. I mean, I doubt NBC will see this or Sportsnet will see this because they probably don't care. Was Shiro on the left this year? Let me see. This is going to take on. me to a YouTube video, but. Oh, my God. This is mind-blowing stuff right I, b- I believe he was. Um, yep, Ray he Shiro was? right there. Yep. Okay, so the guy on the left is always number one. Okay. Yep, so. And then, you know what's another thing I noticed? Before they even did the drawing, Ray Shiro was all smiles. Laughing, he, he just got an extension that day, though. That's or the true. Day before, but I mean, if this is to be true as well, he knew because he got to know for 
they, I mean, they do makeup for this stuff. It's a whole television production. It's a show. It's 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 drama, and he had to know. I I think all these guys know. Bottrell, he was smiling last year. I feel like he knew something. Bottrell, but wore... I don't think they're allowed. Oh, here's no. here's yeah. Here's, here's, here's the full picture. Here's the full picture. Ray Shiro, That's, it, Jason Bottrell, Ray Shiro. The guy on in the middle is always the loser. Mm-hmm. So it goes. When they show the three GMs and they come back from break and they show the three GMs lined up next to each other, it's always one, three, two. That's At least insane. since 2017. They have to change that. They have to. Well, maybe you, you want to put the third guy in the middle, but then maybe put, I don't know, the the loser on the left and the mm-hmm. winner on the right. Wow, that's that's insane. I can't. That That's mind-blowing. That is mind-blowing. So when the Sabres suck next year and they're I knew in you'd the love Lexi, that. Lafreniere sweepstakes, if Jason Bottrell or whoever the new GM is next year is <laughs> on the left, we know. I should have sent that to you because I knew you'd love that. that but, um, oh, my God. My mind is blown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I hope people enjoy it's a whole. That. It has 3.3 thousand 3. upvotes, mm-hmm. 250 comments. All right. So Jack Hughes more than likely going to the Devils. The Rangers are going to get Capococco. Who knows who the Blackhawks pick? It's fair game after three. But Buffalo's going to pick seventh. Seventh overall. So they're going to get a really, really good player. Yes. I know you're not as much into draft stuff. Yeah, yeah. Alex Turcotte's my guy. I was Instead of watching the playoffs yesterday, I was watching Alex Turcotte highlights. Mm-hmm. And, man, oh, man, this guy is a player. He, like, the dream is you draft Alex Turcotte at seven. And then somehow you can get Cole Caulfield too. Those guys have so much chemistry together. People are saying they don't want it to be traded, but I don't want to trade for a future or not not future. Um, for for a, a a guy who can like come in now and help. I wouldn't be opposed to trading back like four spots. Oh uh, yeah, and picking up like an extra second and third round sure. pick or something. Because I wouldn't even be opposed to trading down to get Cole Caulfield. Mm-hmm. If you can add a second, mm-hmm. maybe two seconds. Who knows? But if like a guy like Alex Turcotte's on the board, you pick Alex Turcotte, mm-hmm. and you don't look back. Yeah. But trade the trade the pick argument. As soon as it was revealed the Sabres slid back two spots in the lottery, I was like, trade the pick! For what? Again, reactionary. For what? Exactly. Who is available? Like, I'm, I'm, whatever. Jason Bottrell's not doing his job if he's not listening to offers on the pick. There have only been two trades on draft day where a top 10 pick has been traded. And they don't look good. Uh, most recently, 7th overall, the Rangers get the 7th overall pick for Derek Stepan and Antiranta. Mm-hmm. Bad trade. Yeah, On both sides, really, because the Rangers picked Leah Anderson, who they, that was a big-time reach. Big-time reach. And then before that, it was 2013, the New Jersey Devils traded the ninth overall pick to the Vancouver Canucks, which turned out to be Bo Horvat. This is why you don't do this. Because do you think the Devils would really love to have Bo Horvat on their roster right now? And not yeah. Corey Schneider? See, Jerrigan, follow, give him a follow on Twitter at Jerrigan. He was, oh, that's said this how you yesterday. say his name? I think so. Okay. I think so. Uh, but he said, would you rather have a player who will help you in three years and beyond, or a player that will only help you for three years. Mm-hmm. I'm taking three years and beyond. Mm-hmm. Many, many more years. Because hypothetical, if the Sabres trade... I don't even know. If the Sabres trade the pick for, like, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Okay, because everyone wants a center. Uh, 
How many, I think Nugent Hopkins only has like two years left on his contract anyways. And then what if he walks? And then Edmonton's going to have Alex Turcotte for 10 years. Yeah, you want... And then everyone's going to have Alex Turcotte in their Twitter bio. Because people don't want to wait. That's, yes, that's it's impatience. Yeah. And Jason Bottrell knows you have to be patient. He says, mm-hmm. I'm not here to build a team for one year. I'm not here to get them just to get them into the playoffs. I'm here to build long-term success. Mm-hmm. And you get that by hitting on a guy like Alex Turcotte. Hold on. I'm going to pull up... Uh, the recent seventh overall picks. Oh yeah, the second. last ten years. Um, but if if you trade this seventh overall pick for immediate help, that guy's most likely going to be twenty six to twenty eight years old. <laughs> Is that I don't even know. Like, there's a very small list. Like Jonathan Huberto, he'd be like the only guy. Exactly. That's... And Florida's not going to trade Jonathan Huberto. Like, that's that was a rumor pretty much created by Sabres. By me? No, it's. Created by uh, Toronto Media to get clicks on their trade bait uh, stuff. Yes. Okay, last 10 seventh overall picks. Nazem Kadri, Jeff Skinner, Mark Shifley, Matt Dumba, Darnell Nurse, Hayden Fleury, Ivan Provorov, Clayton Keller, Leah Sanderson, and Quinn Hughes. Um, Do you think that the Canucks should have traded that seventh overall pick last year for a 28-year-old center that can help them out? No. Quinn Hughes is really good. Because... So, who 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 was a guy that was and whatever? Out? If you think they should trade the pick for immediate help, I respect that. Mm-hmm. Whatever, but I think it is asinine, crazy mm-hmm. to trade a top ten pick in this draft. The people saying, "Oh, it's a weak draft," anyways, have never watched any of these guys. I've been watching Alex Turcotte for almost two years. This guy is the real deal. He is the real deal. Trevor Zegers is the real deal, and I know people are gonna hate if they pick Kirby Doc. Kirby Doc is a really good player who can probably play in the NHL next year. It may I he's I don't think he'd be 100% ready, but I think he could play. Well, you know, there are players in this draft who are going to be good for a very long time. And I know that people have checked out of prospects because it's been so long, but there there's some there's some really good draft coverage out there. I encourage all of you to check it out. I mean, we just posted a mock draft today, Bill and I, we did a mock draft. Check it out. Charging Buffalo Dent Nut. We all know that the the Canucks would be so much better than they are now had they traded that seventh-round pick for Sean Couturier or something. Yeah. Correct? But <laughs> Quinn Hughes is going to be a number one defenseman. Yes. <laughs> Next year, probably. Uh, Leah Sanderson, like, who who are the players that, like, Quinn Hughes, Ivan Provorov, Keller, Nurse is a top four defenseman. Dumba's a top pairing defenseman. Shifley's a number one center. Everyone thinks Jeff Skinner is a god. Nazem Kadri, really good second line center. Like Anderson, the jury's still out on him. Flurry, I think that that's pretty much all said and done. Dar- Darnell Nurse is a really good defenseman too. Like the hit rate on these top seven picks are really good. So. And I don't expect this year to be any different. But again, the only thing that most people look at is that Hayden Flurry. Yeah, and that's that's all people will talk about. Like, oh, Hayden Fleury, like, and then people look at, oh my God, this team never can never draft. That was a re- two regimes ago. Mm-hmm. Darcy Regeer's regime could not draft. Tim Murray, like, it was he missed on a lot of guys, but I mean, what are you gonna do? Jason Bottrell, this regime, I love pretty much everything at, at, that they've done at the draft table. 
I don't, they're not going to trade the pick. I think Bottrell already even said that in 31 Thoughts. He's not going to trade it. So, yeah, they should look. They should listen. He's not doing his job. He's listening to offers. But do not trade that pick under any circumstances. And rant. <laughs> All right. Next, we're going to talk about 31 Thoughts. I listened to 31 Thoughts podcast yesterday. You should listen to it, too. Lots and lots and lots of good stuff in there. Jason Bottrell was interviewed as well. So, first thing that he mentioned about how Jack Eichel is, you can see the frustration on his face, and he'd be a bad poker player because you would know when he's got a good hand. And then he went to mention that in the organization, they believe that they have too many young players that are too passive. Take that for what you want, but I want to know who these guys are. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably Alex Nylander. Is it Tage Thompson, Middlestat, Reinhardt? Like, they they don't have many guys here that are like Eichel in the sense that they are frustrated right? that this is happening. I watched Reinhardt's locker cleanout interview. He, he seemed frustrated. Like, you can tell he was frustrated, but he just seemed tired. Mm-hmm. Like... He didn't. He didn't answer any of the questions. It was all like, "Yeah, yeah." In fairness, most of the questions, like, "What do you want him to say to that?" But mm-hmm. I can see, I can see that the organization thinks they got too many passive guys, and maybe they need a coach in there that's going to give these guys a kick in the pants and be like, "Hey, listen, let's go." Mm-hmm. And they haven't really had that since Lindy Ruff, probably. Correct. Correct. Uh, I think most of the guys who care are the veterans. Kyle Oposo. Kyle Oposo, yes. And a lot of guys mentioned Oposo. Eichel Mm -hmm. said he leaned on Oposo and Bogosian a lot. That's the value Oposo has to the organization Mm -hmm. right now. I know most of you want to get him out of town because of the contract, even though his contract is not prohibitive whatsoever this year or next year. But Oposo's a leader. Whether you like it or not, this Mm -hmm. guy is important to the team right now in that room. So... There's not many guys. Bogosian. I feel for the guy, too, because you've overcome what he's come and then he has to suffer through this while his former team playoffs, is out there making yeah. waves in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I feel for the guy because it's the later stage of his career where he's at least getting there with the style he plays. And to be this bad, it's it sucks. Yeah. Uh, also mentioned that pretty much the entire coaching staff is going to be gone but the new coach is going to have a say in that. But they want mm-hmm. to keep Steve Smith. And he's the only guy out of the group that I would like to see them keep. Mm-hmm. I feel like he did a decent job this year. Uh, I've seen people credit Darlene's success to him, how he's helped him, his transition to the NHL out. So if they keep Steve Smith, whatever, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Bring in Ricard Gromberg as an assistant coach. <laughs> if that's the hot new topic. But I'm, What if... Because um, he's got a beard. <clears throat> Because he's got a beard, yeah. indeed. How many coaches have beards? Uh, Steve Smith, what would you think of him as like an outside head coach candidate? No. No? You know I don't that? think that's happening. No. I, I'd be just greatly, greatly thing. disappointed if he's yeah. the head coach. I don't know, just a little... I, I wonder if they'll give him an interview or anything. I don't think so. I think so. They shouldn't. Mm. Uh, lots of mentions about Rasmus Ristolainen in this. Mm, yes, yes, How yes. teams feel like they can fix him. And that's good. That's good. And they probably can. If they probably can. If I mean, if he's on a third pair somewhere on a good team, he's going to be really good. And members will be like, oh, my God, I can't believe we traded for Stalin. There are really good teams 
like the Lightning, who Risto can be elite depth. Oh, I yeah. mean, they have Jan Ruda playing on their bottom pairing. He was brutal last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you had Risto in that slot, I think game one probably would have went different. Um, but, I mean, that's the number one target that I can see in terms of uh, him going there. But, uh, I mean, I don't... I, the best place to flourish and work on your game, I imagine, is with a a good team. Excuse me. Um, so, I I think something gets done this off season. Oh yeah, yeah Risto think, has played uh, his last game in Buffalo. I think it's it's over. I believe he sold his house. Really? I think I heard that he sold yeah. his apartment too. Mm-hmm. Um, like that. And he was on that plane, according to his Instagram story, out of Buffalo. I mean, as soon yeah, as he was going back to Finland. Back to Finland. Yeah, yeah. And he said Buffalo is his home too. It's like Buffalo is my home. This is where I grew up. And he's on a plane to Finland <gasps> the day after the season ends. Oh. That's interesting. I mean, it hurts because you want, you know, for yeah, so long. Yeah, of course. Like, Ristolainen was their eighth overall pick in 2013. Of course you want him to succeed. I know yeah. there's people that want him to fail, but and I want him to succeed. I, w- I, I was hoping that he'd become their number one defenseman, but that didn't happen. And he showed so such... it's time to move on. He showed such great flashes this season. And he and had 40, like, 40 points is really good, uh, except he's just a mess. In I would on. still love to see him at winger. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, but still, I mean, Tampa's going to Why does get this... him for a bag of pucks and put him on the wing, and he's going to become 70-point player. Why does stuff like this always, like, it, stuff like that just doesn't happen. Like, guy, the, the, players are on such short leashes. It's like they got to play what they're playing right now. I'm sure no when Risto was, like, 12 years old, he played center or something like that. <laughs> Ryan Miller was a forward. And Dahlin was a forward until, like, 12, 13 years old. I think Rasmus Dahlin can be an elite forward. Oh, I, he, yeah. He, he Dahlin would be a number one center tomorrow. You know what? He had seven or eight goals in his rookie year as a defenseman. That's just, oh, good Lord. He's going to be nasty. He's going to be filthy. Uh, but back to... Yeah, back to Risto. I have a question for you. Who do you think... Ask the, for the trade first, and who has more leverage? I feel like do, now Buffalo has leverage. Now the teams think that they can fix it. Would you rather the Sabers name the price or the Lightning name the price? I, well, it's Buffalo. The ball's in Buffalo's court. You think so? They don't have to trade him. That's he's that's got, true. That's true. He's got like two, three years left on his contract. There's mm-hmm. n- there's no rush, mm-hmm. unless there there kind of is a rush. But they should have traded him when he had a ton of value. When you could you know when he could have gotten Taylor Hall, but you know that's mm-hmm. besides the point. They're not going to get a, a boatload for him unless Keith Gretzky gets a job in Edmonton or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want for Ristolainen? Oh, also I wanted to mention this. Uh, Friedman also said lots of teams have been scouting Buffalo to watch Ristolainen after the trade deadline. So, What I would something. want, obviously if you're sending him to a contender, you can get a first-round pick. I'd, I'd like yeah, that. Um, Easily. It's, it's Edmonton. Can you get Edmonton's first round pick? You probably can. Nine, Edmonton is. I think it's ninth or tenth. Right? Edmonton is the one team who I will not, I will not say no to any possibility with that team. Because you're not getting Nugent Hopkins. It sucks, but you're not getting Nugent Hopkins. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have three top six forwards. They they can't do it. Nugent Hopkins is their third best scorer. If you get rid of him, they cannot trade him. Alex Shazon is your third. Yeah, yeah, it, it, you can't do that. Um, so if they have any any sense in that man, in that front office, then if you trade Ristolainen mm-hmm. for that pick, 
You can get you can hypothetically achieve the dream. Turcotte and Caulfield. That indeed, indeed. But then you but, have to go get another right shot defenseman. But Anton Strawman, Tyler Myers. That's indeed true. But if that right-handed, if that right-handed shot defenseman is doing so poorly that you want him gone, is it really of any consequence? In I don't think so. In the end, yeah. like you they know, can. I mean, it's hard to find right shot D, but there's a few quality defenseman that can shoot and i get it does it does it does matter from a player effectiveness standpoint obviously you're more comfortable if you're on your certain side i I, i'm not that up on the 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 i think anton strawman minutia of the game but i think he'd be a really good strawman yes Mm -hmm. playing with dalene yes then you got what montour and pilot and then you got bogosian and mccabe something like that something along those lines i would love a tyler myers reunion I, he, he, How much? Well, though, that's the that's the thing. That's Are true. You're paying him six million. But I How mean, many years. It's just it like has to be uh, right. it has to be right. Man, I just feel like the book was not finished being written on him. In I Buffalo, feel you know? I feel like putting him in the Evander Kane trade was a mistake. Uh, because he, they could have gotten man a lot for him. There was there were rumors that they could have gotten Anthony Mantha from Detroit, or they were trying to at least. I feel like him and the Evander Kane trade was a mistake because they could have gotten a lot for him. He just, uh, man, he's what the Sabres could really use. I mean, just a different defenseman with size. You have your speed who can, skate, who can skate and may and just he uses his length so well. I mean, yesterday, Strawman's really good defensively though, is he not? He is. Yes, I think yes. he'd be perfect. Like mm-hmm. maybe a two, three year deal. If you got to overpay, a he's little like bit. thirty or so, right? He's like thirty, thirty-one. But if you so a three-year deal would be perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But does he want to go? I, that's if Tampa wins the cup. There you go. Well, I think then he might not be like you know I got to go to a winner. No matter where he wants to play, I don't. I, it's Tampa's choice because they're gonna have to let someone the, go he's, again. I, I don't think there's any way they can keep him. Mm-mm. There's a, a few guys. There's no way they're gonna be able to keep. So maybe Strawman's an option. Who knows? Maybe he wants to go play with Rasmus Dahlin. He'd be a really good partner for him. I he think. would. Yeah. Um, but then it's like you, you, I feel like you watch these guys and you get so excited for them just in general. Like when they're not here, then they come here and they somehow get worse. Oh yeah. I was watching. I, I think Strawman's worth the risk. He's worth it. I think so too. He's Especially a, if you're not getting him like a seven-year deal. He's been a name around the league long enough. No one's ever said he sucked. No one's ever said he's been exceptional. But I, I, I think uh, he's a good top four defenseman. Right, right, and and Dalene needs a sturdy partner who can play with him. Um, we can lean on. Yes, exactly. Uh, they don't have that guy right now. Right. This is just while we're on topic of defensemen. I was watching the Islanders game yesterday, and <laughs> I started laughing in my oh, head. Johnny Boychuk. Yeah, yeah. Like just watching Johnny Boychuk, I was laughing thinking about how much Sabres fans would hate him. They already hate here. him. He <laughs> took us out of the playoffs in two thousand. Oh, that's true. That's true. He injured Bannock and Ellis, but. Like, just imagine if he was here, people. Oh, he'd be Marco Scandell. Hate Marco Scandell 2.0. Man, he's slow. I mean, I'm <laughs> and he's still got on, like four or five years left on his. I'm contract. picking on Johnny Boychuk, but just cra- <laughs> crack me up. Uh, okay, but again, 31 thoughts. Go listen to it. Go listen to the podcast. Read the blog. Definitely some good stuff in there. But uh, Botchel was asked. This is the interview portion of it. Asked if he's going to bring in uh, 
players with experience. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some guys out there. Tampa Bay, again, I'm going back to them. They're, they're going to have to re-sign Braden Point. He's going to be commanding like $8, 9 $10 million. Mm-hmm. So the guys are going to have to go. They're gonna, I think they're going to want to bring in some winners. Bottrell said they're going to want to bring in some experienced players that have playoff experience that can help their young players out. Tampa Bay, Alex Kalorn, who scored a goal yesterday. Mm-hmm. Andre Palat, Tyler Johnson. Those are three. Uh, JT Miller, those are four guys that Tampa's probably going to have to trade two of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know, I'm just speculating here. Maybe you can take on Ryan Callahan's contract and then you can get one of those guys for cheap. That's one thing, too. Um, I forget who tweeted it. And then you buy it. out Callahan. Then he can go back to Tampa like what Brooks Orpik did. I forget who tweeted it, but in the event we lose Skinner, that creates some flexibility for us you to can, take on. Yeah, a, I think it was Matt Kopnick. Yeah, we yeah. could take on a bad contract. But a short-term term bad contract. And not then, like, we're not talking like a Lucic thing or anything like right. that. But for a team that's a desperate, yeah, bring in a young guy, too, to complement that. Absolutely. I think Tampa, you have to look at that this mm-hmm. year. Bring up their cap friendly. I know you're on cap friendly right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, God, Tampa. Go to teams. Tampa. Tampa. Teams, Tampa Bay. There it is. Okay. Tampa Bay Lightning. They're they're my number one target as far as a trade goes. I think Buffalo, they have to do something. They have to bring in a top nine forward. I, what what do you think of Alex Kalorn? I know his contract isn't that fantastic, mm. but he's he'd be a perfect guy to have on your third line. His contract's not horrible. What is he making? 4.45 for, for many more years. five years. He's 29. Oh, uh, I don't know about that, actually. What's uh, his production? Click on him. His production. Let's see here. He had a, you mentioned he had a goal yesterday. Indeed. Uh, come on. I, I like the idea of JT Miller. Can play center, too. I keep scrolling down. There we are. Alex Kalorn. 18 goals, 22 assists this year. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. A yeah. career high of 19 goals in 2016-17. Yeah, I don't know about Alex Kalorn. I don't know. I'm, I'm preferring one of those more offensive players like a Palat, Johnson, or Miller, but, you know. Who, what other teams could you take advantage of that are in a cap crunch? they got to do something like that this year. Kind of like a Connor Sherry trade. Something like that. <sighs> the Wi-Fi is horrible. I'm sorry. I'm trying to bring <laughs> up these. But, yeah, who else? Who else is in a cap crunch? I'm going to look at the Leafs. No, yeah, you know, Just I don't know if the Leafs are going to want to make a deal with Buffalo, but they're definitely in a crunch cap So wise. we're talking strictly trades. Yeah. Okay, Just not trades. not not free agents. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, let's – I'm going to bring up – how about the, the Jets? Oh yeah, the Jets, Jets would be a good idea. I look, what about an Andrew Cop or uh, what's his name? There's another bottom six guy. What about like. Adam Lowry? Yeah, yes, that's the guy. Right, Adam Lowry. He'd we need a perfect. center. I mean, hell, on this team, he could probably play second line. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, Lowry would be good. Uh, their defense. Matthew Perot. I love Matthew Perot. He he's, wouldn't be bad. He's making. He's a winger. He's making 4.13 for the next three years. He's only 31. You can take on Matt Perot and maybe get another player. He has speed. He scores. I love Matthew Perot. He's one of my favorite players. He's one of my favorite players in the league, actually. Um, Yeah, I love Matthew Perot. Perot and Cop or Perot and Lowry. Let's get it done. Yes. um, Where do I sign? Those are really the only guys. uh, I mean, hey, Tanev's going to be a Kulikov. Oh, God. What what can you get if you take on Dmitry Kulikov? How many years uh, left does he have? 
Can you buy him out? And Dmitry Kulkov, let's see. He has two years left at 4.33. He's their nominee, their nominee for the Masterton. Why? So I don't know if he's going anywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, why not Laurent Brassois or something? You know? Yeah. Like, uh, or Dustin Bufflin. He was hurt most of the year. Um, I, I, maybe. What can you get if you take on Kulikov and just buy him out? What about Sammy Niku? They're not going to trade Sammy Niku. You don't Niku. think so? Absolutely not. No way. Yeah, those are, those are just some a couple of ideas mm-hmm. to just rattle your mind around. Uh, okay, and... Ooh, Mason Appleton. There's no room mm, for him on that team. True. I like him. Well, they might have to be able to bring him up if they trade if they trade a guy like Perot or Cop. That's true. And last but not least, Patro was asked about are you going to hold on to your pick, and he said so, uh, the, the high one, they're probably going to keep it. Mm-hmm. So don't take out your tinfoil hats and be like, oh, they're going to trade the pick. They're not going to trade the pick. Maybe the Sharks or Blues pick. Mm-hmm. but And there's also a possibility, for, I think, who was it? DJ, I think he said in the TCB chat yesterday that uh, depending on how some of the playoff matchups go, that Blues pick could be as high as 16. And there's Caulfield for you, right in that wheelhouse, hopefully. I wouldn't hate trading that pick because, I mean, the, the Sharks pick or whatever pick it was, one of the three picks, it worked. I think Montour is a solid piece for the future. I think he's a he's he has some staying power here. Mm-hmm. So that one worked, and it was a, a proper guy. I mean, about the age range you'd want on a team but like this. I'd prefer to just pay Matt Duchesne Build from Kevin within. Hayes. Oh, oh okay. I'd, yeah. Like, if you're going to trade it for a second-line center, you can just go sign Hayes or sign Duchesne mm-hmm. and then build your prospect system. Right. Because what do they have in the organization that has that kind of potential right now? They don't. We don't really have much. Besides, you know, like, like the, I'm talking about the not like the guys on the roster oh, notwithstanding. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just in the organization, mm-hmm. not even in the AHL yet. They don't. Mm-hmm. So they need more more guys like that. And they don't have a second round pick either. So trading that per, that second first round pick, you're not your next pick isn't until the third round. Mm-hmm. You don't have a four. You have one fourth round pick. Okay, right. But you know what I'm saying there. They should look at. I think they should look at actively trading that second first round mm-hmm. pick. See what you can get. If you can get a player that's young enough and can help you right now, go for it. But you know, I'd prefer a guy like Cole Caulfield. But. Is he going to be there if it's at, like, 25? Probably not. So, mm-hmm. Definitely root against the St. Louis Blues. You want them to lose. It's a win for Buffalo if the Blues get swept in the first round and some other teams behind them in the standings move up past them mm-hmm. in the second round. Okay, I want to talk about the Eichel haters. Wow, we're going long here. We are going long. This is going to be a long episode. Mm-hmm. So the Jack Eichel haters, I'm going to try and find the, the tweets... Oh no! I hope I saved this too. The tweet, my I bookmarks. Mean, oh, the the oh, there's bookmarks now. Are there? Yeah, there's bookmarks. Oh. You didn't know that? They must have just added that. No, it's been. Dude, are you serious? on Twitter for months. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Hold on, I gotta find this. This bookmarks. is like last week. How do you? Um, wait a minute. You haven't added any tweets to your bookmark. That is so convenient. Wow. Okay, I need to put my Antonio Brown tweet in there. Which got about seven hundred likes. I'm okay. So now back to back to the topic uh, that was on hand here. Oh come on, where is it? Yes. All right. So there's this guy named Sheldon. Sheldon Reinhardt. Uh, I I feel for this guy because he just got absolutely roasted on Twitter last week. 
Uh, so I was doing some digging because Eichel ended the season with 82 points, and it was the highest point total from a Sabre forward since 2006? Yeah, 2007. Breer had 95, Vanek had 84. And I did some digging, and leading point scorers for the Sabres since 2009. Derek Roy, 70. Roy, 69. Vanek, 73. Poundville, 73. Vanek, 41 in the lockout, so... It would have been much higher if it was a right full season. 14, Cody Hodgson, 44. Ennis, 46. O'Reilly, 60. 17, Eichel, 57. 18, Eichel, 64. At the time of this, it was Eichel, 80. And he finished with 82. And I said, stop running Jack out of town. He's not remotely close to a problem. It got 39 replies, tons of uh, suburban hockey dads Mm -hmm. and Eichel haters telling me I'm wrong. And then this guy named Sheldon stuck out from the crowd. He said, are you for real? Having, have you seen him back check? Find me a captain lazier in the league. You won't. Joke. And yes, as the biggest diehard Sabres fan in Western Canada, he is a problem. How, how do you captain a team that is first in the NHL to 27th? Grow up and learn the game. All right, Sheldon. And you want to know what Sheldon said next? What? He replied to somebody... He replied to Brian. He said, wait, you mean a guy who scores and or is involved in most of our scoring plays isn't a problem? Then, Joe, what is the problem? And then Sheldon replies, happiest day of my life will be the day we trade him for a real goalie. You build from the back out. Look at Las Vegas. They took lots of defense and a good goalie. It will take hard work over skill. I will take hard work over skill any day of the week. And then he keeps on going and saying that they need lunch pail players and whatnot. We need Marcus Foligno back. And then look at these are all replies to the poor guy. Sabres Twitter roasted this guy. Twelve more. Like, oh my God. Like oh, people are still replying to him. It's Jesus. been it's been like six days. The poor guy. Yeah. Ah, uh, he has to be a troll. No, he's not. He's not a troll. This guy is one hundred percent dead serious. He, he's a suburban hockey dad. Like, if you, like, we came up with suburban hockey dad last year, this yeah. is the definition of a suburban hockey dad. Yes. 100%. Um, then I did some more digging on Eichel. Oh, and, and then this guy said, we're supposed to praise our captain for 82 points when he gets paid 10 mil a season. He's around 30th in the league in points, and he's only three or four people ahead of him get paid more. He's grossly overpaid. You know what? These are if the put Jack Eichel on Tampa. How many points does he have? These are the same people who are gonna cry when they trade him and they have no top two centers. Well, these are also the same people who who say, uh, "Oh, athletes are getting paid ten million, but our police officers aren't." Exact same people. <laughs> I guarantee it. Why isn't a factory worker in Pittsburgh getting paid ten million dollars? Well, because sports teams have the money, goof. That's why. Also, I did some more digging beyond that, and Jack Eichel is the third highest scoring Sabre in the past 22 years. 22 years. But what is research, though? Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, what only Danny Briere and Thomas Vanek have had more productive seasons since Jack Eichel since 1997. What does it mean to take your time to prove your point? <laughs> and. What's the difference between the 2007 Sabres and this Sabres team? Put Jack Eichel on, like, today's Jack Eichel on the 06-07 Sabres. 
How many points does Jack Eichel have? 115? You certainly beat the Senators. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Briere got 95. Briere was a phenomenal player, though. How many points does Jack Eichel have? He's definitely cracking 100. I mean, Crosby had, I think, 120 that year. Jack Eichel's getting at least 100 that year. Mm-hmm. If you, you put this Jack Eichel back in time, put him there, at least 100. Mm-hmm. Okay. And rant. Stop hating on Jack Eichel. The third most productive season as a Sabre in the past 22 years, and no one's talking about it. Everyone's talking about how he's a problem, not a true leader, and it's his fault the team sucks. Derek Plant had 53 points in 1997. He was their leading point scorer. Derek freaking Plant, 53 points. And this, these were the golden days that people still bring up. Their leading point scorer had 53 points. Derek Plant. What? These are the glory days. Ted Nolan. Bring him back for the third time. We need a guy like Ted Nolan that we can rally the troops. Back in 1997 when Derek Plant had 53 points. This is why they tanked. So they can get a player that would have 100 points someday. And you know what? If they're a good team, if Jack Eichel's still here when they're a good team, maybe he will get 100 points. And have the most highest production in the past 30 years. Because I think in 1996, LaFontaine had... I don't even know how many points he had. But and then I did some more research. Somebody wanted me to do some more digging. Who was the last Saber player on a non-playoff team that had 80 points? Derek Roy was the last one in 2008. In 1974, the first player to get 80 points when the Sabers didn't make the playoffs, Rick Martin, 86. 1987, two players they missed the playoffs. Uh, Mike Foligno, 80, and Dave Anderchuk, 87. It was almost 10 years later, the next time a Sabres team missed the playoffs and a player had 80 points. Pat LaFontaine, 91. And many more years later, in 2008, Derek Roy had 81. And then in 2019, Jack Eichel had 82. You're flabbergasted right now. Yes, sir. One thing, the Sabres do not usually miss the playoffs in their history when I'm doing all this research. They've, oh, I did, I, here's, hold on, I can find it. Uh... Where is it? Hold on. Yes. No, that's not it. I think it was a reply to this. Oh. So the Sabres have only missed the playoffs 19 times in their franchise history, three of which were in their first four years since they were brought into the league, and 10 of those misses have come since 2008. Since July 1st, 2007, this team has been a train wreck. Yes. So take that for what you will. Jack Eichel is not a problem. He's one of the most high, like, non-playoff years he is one of a handful of guys that have hit 80 points it shouldn't even be a discussion it shouldn't be a discussion but it is i don't know why i think we just got to ignore these people. Derek plant we need more guys like Derek plant we needed more years where our leading point scorers got 50 points okay jesus criminy okay i i think we just got to ignore these people we should but we don't all right i want to talk about a backup plan if jeff skinner says i want to leave Yes. I tweeted this out on the TCB account this morning, and there were some interesting replies. Not many people took this seriously, but uh, I'll read some of them. What is your backup plan if Jeff Skinner does not sign? What do you think? What do you have to do to make the fans forget about Jeff Skinner? Oh, God. 
Well, I think you have to go after one of the big fish. You have to go after Eric Carlson. You have to go after Duchesne. You gotta do I think it. they should go after Duchesne regardless. I think that... Eric Carlson. That will make fans forget about Jeff Skinner. Knowing the state of mind that our fans, that Sabres fans are in right now, I don't... Nothing will... People will still be complaining about Skinner. People will march into the offices and drag Bottrell in the street and beat him with a shoe. Yep. Yep. You... Mike Milbury. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you can sign Carlson. I mean... I think, honestly, signing Carlson is the only thing that will make fans forget about Jeff Skinner if yeah, he walks. Yeah. Victor Olsen... At this point, I don't think it will be the Sabres' fault if they don't sign Skinner. I think it'll be on Jeff Skinner's terms. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, no thanks. But... I mean, you could sign a big guy. Victor Olsen can score forty goals next year, and people will still complain that we didn't bring in, we didn't bring back Jeff Skinner. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I think Olsen's going to score forty goals. I'm just saying, well, not next year, right? Not, not next year. Uh, most of these are just like cancel the franchise, fire Bottrell, punt. Uh, one suggestion: Ryan Dezingle. Mm. Yeah, I feel like he's more of a one year under. Yeah, I'm scared. Of what he's going to get. I'm not ready to invest in him. Mm -hmm. This was his first year really being something. Someone replies, yes, wish more people saw his value here. Cheaper option with better defensive upside. 60-ish points and about $3 million cheaper. Uh, I want to see more. I I don't want that. I don't want the show me more phase to be here in Buffalo. I feel like uh, it's just it's it would be bad timing to bring him in. Good player, but Good player. I'm afraid of what that contract. He is play. a center, so he's been playing the wing most of the time this season. I think though. Yeah, but in Columbus at least. Just uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's a offer sheet. No thanks. They're not going to be good next year. <laughs> Can you imagine if they did an offer sheet and they lost Lexi Lafreniere? Oh my God! Then you cancel the franchise. Yeah. Bottrell should be fired if Skinner walks. Not to get that kind of deadline return we could have gotten for him. And an already lost season would be appalling. Also, Olofsson sure seems like he could be an admirable, admirable replacement. So there's that. Yeah, if they if he walks and they didn't trade him, that's a big mistake. And especially how the season ended up. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy anymore to say that Olofsson could be... He was really good at the yeah, end of the year. Yeah. I, you know what? That's not... They got an in-house replacement, I guess you can say. Eric Carlson. There's a couple people that said Eric Carlson, and then most of these other ones are just gifts, move the team, and whatnot. So, I, yeah, I think it's time to start thinking about life without Jeff Skinner because mm. if it was that easy, why isn't it done? Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, let's. You want to do our brackets? Oh yeah. For playoffs. Yeah. Uh, which one are Which one are you gonna read? Uh, Did you do multiple? Uh, I did multiple. Okay, me I'll, too. I'll just show you one of mine. Okay. Oh, you can't access the brackets in the NHL app anymore. That's cool. What? Yeah, Where you can. is it? Uh oh, go to more right more. there, and then do. Oh wait a minute. It's oh, gone. No. The brackets. Oh, uh, I think. Oh, what? What happened? Well, it's 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 there for me. Okay, I'll have to. You have to look it up. Challenge. Yeah. And it's tedious setting these things up. Uh, they so. Make you log in every time. I the have done over at the National Hockey League. Indeed, I have done four leagues. I have two of them where the Lightning win the cup, and two of them where the Capitals. Can people still join groups for the brackets? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, do you have the information for the for our 
TCB Bracket Challenge. You can win a free shirt. Join our league. That is correct. It is TCB Bracket Challenge. I think Let the password me... is ch the Charging Buffalo 716. Something like that. It doesn't name a password out, actually. Hang on. Just bringing up my bracket here, folks. Um, the TCB one doesn't list a password for me. It only gives me the password for the ones I created. Oh, okay. But I the think link... I'm pretty sure the password is the Charging Buffalo 716. If you're having trouble joining, uh, just shoot us a DM. We'll get yes. back to you. Yes. But we're giving away a T-shirt, a Population 29 yes, T-shirt. Justition T-shirt for the winner. So. Mm -hmm. And a big thank you for just to just Justition for um, working with us for that mm -hmm. one too Absolutely. and sponsoring it. Uh, I'll read my bracket for the Charging Buffalo. Ninety-five entries. In it. Yeah, I'll do my TCB one too. Actually, okay. yes, that makes yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, you go first. Oh wait a minute, it's not. Hang on. Oh, I think I accidentally pressed the leaderboard. Oh, I think I had the Jets winning the cup in this one. Oh my go. God, this app is a mess. The name of my bracket is Hire Fousley. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll go yeah, first. Yeah, you go I'll first. Go first. So this is first, I got Tampa Bay over the Blue Jackets in five. Boston over Toronto in seven. Carolina over Washington in six. Islanders over Pittsburgh in six. And you want to do your east. Yes. Uh, well, this was wrong. I had the Lightning over Columbus in four. The Bruins over the Leafs in seven. Okay. The Capitals over the Hurricanes in six. And the Penguins over the Islanders in six. All right. West. I have the Flames beating Colorado in six. Vegas over the Sharks in seven. Nashville over Dallas in five. Winnipeg over the Blues in seven. I have Calgary over Colorado in five. Vegas over San Jose in seven. Nashville over Dallas in six. And Winnipeg over St. Louis in seven. All right. Back to the East. Back to the East. Tampa beating Boston. Islanders beating the Hurricanes. Ooh, okay. I have Tampa over Boston. And Washington... Or, no, sorry, no. Boston over Tampa. Ooh, okay. And... Washington over Pittsburgh. All right. And in the West, Calgary beating Vegas, Winnipeg beating Nashville. I have the same. Calgary over Vegas and Winnipeg over Nashville. All right. Tampa beating the Islanders. Jets beat the Flames. I have Washington over Boston and Jets over Flames. All right. And then I have the Winnipeg Jets winning the Stanley Cup over the Tampa Bay Lightning. I have the Washington Capitals repeating as Stanley mm, Cup champions okay. with 30 goals scored. I think I picked 37 goals scored. Yes, 37. Okay. All right. So now we'll get into some, we'll answer a couple questions. How about that? We'll do a couple of them because we went a little long here. But yeah, uh, let me just go find that real quick. Yeah, find the questions. Uh the games, it was it was a great set of games yesterday. And, oh, this is a perfect time for me to say this. I feel like nobody cares as much about playoff hockey as we're suffering. I know, but, like, man, I'm coming home. It was my brother's birthday dinner yesterday. And we got home at around 7 after 7. So, like, three minutes before puck drop of the Tampa Bay game. And I'm looking, and I'm like, 
God, there's so many people out right now. Am I the only person in Buffalo who wants to get, who wants to speed home and watch playoff hockey? Why does nobody else care about the playoffs? Like, I feel like the novelty is just dead with this format. Oh We've seen all these matchups before. We've seen Toronto, Boston. I mean, but it's good hockey. It's like you don't want to see that. You don't want to see that game. I mean. Honestly, God, you know what you so would think alone. it'd be the other way around because in Buffalo we haven't seen good hockey in God knows how long. So. That's true. Yet somehow miraculously, you never hear anyone talk about playoff hockey, but we always have the best ratings. True. All right, questions. First one comes from Johnny's. Lindy Ruff back as the head coach. It's not happening. No. Will I will I be elated if it happens? I mean, I'll I'd be more excited about Lindy Ruff coming back. I would than love it, <laughs> Elaine Vigno. But does it need to have like? I don't care at this point. Is he a candidate, though? Like They brought this up on the 31 Thoughts podcast. Ali Friedman was like, I wonder if they, if Lindy's a candidate. And Merrick was like, he should be. Why not? He's on the staff for Team Canada. Mm-hmm. He's an assistant coach. I think it's, I, I don't want to say it's ridiculous, but it's not going to happen. It, uh, nor should it happen, but whatever. <laughs> I love If Lindy. they bring Lindy back, I don't really care, but. He has a great track record. Look what he... I mean, just... You're giving me a death stare. Like, <laughs> like I'm an idiot, but... I I think it's crazy, but I don't... It's, it's crazy, but I mean... Other teams have done it. I mean, Edmonton... Ken Hitchcock, Ken went, Hitchcock back went back to Dallas. There's other... Yeah, whatever. Uh, this is annoying. <laughs> this is even a conversation I right know. now. Uh... What do you okay? Next one comes from Evan. He asks, "What do you expect out of players like Middlestat and Olafson, other young youngsters next year?" We haven't talked about Thompson. Thompson has five goals in five AHL games. He should have been sent down much earlier. Imagine if Tage Thompson had thirty goals in the AHL this year, twenty-five goals. How everyone would be so excited for him, mm-hmm. but now everyone is just sleeping on him and calling him a bust because he was he was improperly handled up here. It, the, the book is not closed on Tage Thompson yet. He's 21 years old, for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. He's 21. He's a kid. He's a kid. Yes. Alex Nylander is a kid. Casey Middles has a kid. Rasmus Dahlin's a kid. Mm-hmm. Heck, Jack Eichel is still only, like, 22 years old. I mean, take that for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. But what do you expect out of these guys? I think Olafson is a lock to make the team the way he played at the end of the year. I think you can expect 15, 20 goals out of him for sure. Mm-hmm. I This might be a bold prediction. I think Casey Middlestat's scoring 30 next year. That might be really bold. Oof. I think he is going to have an offensive explosion next I'll year. I'll go with 17. I think he's going to be really good, and I think he's going to make everyone forget about Ryan O'Reilly. Hopefully. Because I don't think I can handle hearing how bad the Ryan O'Reilly trade is every day for the next seven years. So... I'm expecting big things out of Middlestat next year. I didn't think he was that bad. The production kind of stinks and was underwhelming, but I think he's going to be much better next year, and people are not even talking about him anymore. He's an afterthought because he didn't produce this year because everyone likes to write off young players in this town too early. Uh, Defend the process. Likely pick at seven. We don't know. We don't know. the guy that Buffalo could pick at seven is the guy that would pick if they won the third pick. Turcott, maybe. I hope mm-hmm. Turcott's there. Zegris isn't a bad option. Matt Boldy isn't a bad option. Doc is an option. I like Peyton Krebs a lot. They're endless guys. Vasily Podkolzin, if he's there, I mean, you take him. That guy's a dynamic, dynamic winger. 
Pavel Datsu comparisons even, mm. and he's good defensively, which is you don't really find that in Russians that often. Uh, I mean the typical playoffs next year. No, 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 <laughs> not right at this point in time. I'm not seeing it. We'll see you though. Uh, it's a period of suffering. Yeah, I'm gonna try and find a couple other uh, ones. Thoughts on Gordon Bombay? AMF. Oh God. 88. <laughs> oh man, he's an option. We had that question last week. Yeah, <laughs> everyone wants Gordon Bombay. He, I'm sure he's in the running. Yeah. Uh, Eagles hockey thirteen. If Anders Lee goes a free agency, free agency, should we try and sign him? Uh, depends. I like price. Anders Lee, but I'm you know I got a little bit of PTSD when it comes to New York former New York Islanders going to free agency. He reminds me a lot of Thomas Vanek. A prime Thomas Van. A prime Thomas Van. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Hayes, I mean, Kevin Hayes, I I was trying to sleep last night, and I thought about the Sabres signing Kevin Hayes, mm-hmm. and I thought, this is another Oposo waiting to happen. Am I wrong? It could be. It could be. He plays center, though. He's been good with, very good with Winnipeg, but he'd be good here. Yeah. I mean, I think him and Eichel are friends, are they not? I have no idea. I'm going to do some digging on that. I feel like <laughs> I've seen... They're both from Boston. I know... Like, I feel like I've seen a picture of them golfing one time. I have no idea. But, yeah, huh. I think Kevin Hayes would be an okay... I'd, I'd rather pay Kevin Hayes and have a bad contract than trading the seventh pick in the draft. I'll tell you that for free. Uh, If Turcotte is taken, any interest in moving seventh overall for Truba and then Risto for RNH? I don't think... Again, the Oilers are not trading Nugent Hopkins. They they need top six forwards. They don't need to subtract them. Mm-hmm. Even Shirelli would know know that. Seventh overall for Jacob Truba. No. No, Truba's a good player, but... Uh, not I, a guy I, I would trade the seventh yeah, overall pick for. It. Yeah, I think they should have interest in Jacob Truba, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe the later first-round pick, one of their younger players. Mm-hmm. Try and get that done. Anyway, Vasily Podkolzin falls into our lap at seven. He's a stud. That comes from Ben. Uh, it's possible. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll happen because it seems like he, amongst scouts, he's the consensus third best prospect. Mm-hmm. So I know there's word that he might want to stay in Russia for a year or two. And I think if the Sabres pick Vasily Podkolzin, there will be a massive uproar because everyone wants guys who are going to be here right away. And that just—that's not how prospects work, guys. I mean, just saying. But yeah, it's possible. And if he does fall into their lap, I think they should take him. I think, unless Alex Turcotte is there, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, best coach out there is a free agent. Comes from Charlie. I don't know. You know, it's what? hard to rank coaches because they're—they could be good somewhere and bad somewhere else. It's probably McClellan. Out of all of the because he, he, he's the consolation prize for Quinville, I'd say. Yeah, Quinville definitely would have been the best option. But as far as the guys with experience, I think I'd take McClellan over Vino. Mm-hmm. I'd definitely do that. I feel like if it's not McClellan, I feel like Vino is going to be their guy. It kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah. The word he's not good with young players, and they have a lot of young players, so that kind of scares me off. The issue, though, wasn't it playing older guys over young players? Mm-hmm. What older guys do we have that can really honestly play? And there older? was a quote from McClellan saying that 
I was cutting this up at GR yesterday, actually, uh, how he said that he's not going to hold young players back, and if they're playing well, he's not afraid to sit veterans for it, to for the younger player, which mm-hmm. that will jive well with Sabres fans, for sure. I think that's probably what Bottrell really wants, mm-hmm. too. Uh, I'll try and find one more good one. Mm-hmm. Realistic free agent signings, how about that? Anton Strawman. Would he want to come here, though? I like him as an option. We've, we've talked about that today. I think Jake Gardner. My really? mind my mind really goes to him. I think they're going to go after hard after Matt Duchesne because mm. they wanted him at the deadline. They need that center. Mm-hmm. I think that's an option, Matt Duchesne. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not seven years because he's, he's like 27, 28. If you, you can get Matt Duchesne five, six years, seven and a half, eight million dollars, do it. Mm-hmm. Why not? I mean, at this point, you got to try something. Yeah. If you get Duchesne, and he can be that replacement if you lose Skinner. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And then you can move Middlesat to the wing, or you can have him as your third-line center. If you draft a guy like Turcotte, you know, mm-hmm. that might even allow you to move Middlestat to the wing. So that, that gives you options. That, mm-hmm. that gives you options. Uh, I think that's all for, yeah, that's all for this episode. A uh, little longer, but we had a lot to yes. talk about with coaching change and locker clean out all this stuff mm-hmm. from Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick on 31 Thoughts Podcast as well uh, if you enjoyed let us know subscribe to TCB Podcast on iTunes SoundCloud and Spotify, Spotify now indeed. Uh, I think you just search a Charging Buffalo Podcast you should be yep. able to find it mm-hmm. uh, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts too so mm-hmm. get the word out uh Follow Charging Buffalo on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. You can also follow us on Twitter, Joe TCB NHL, L V K E T C B. Join our bracket challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the is the info? Called? It I believe it's a TCB bracket challenge. The info is all on our Twitter. If you scroll back yeah. far enough, though, I'm um, pretty sure the password is the Charging Buffalo seven one six. I'm like trying that. to think when we made it. We might have made it uh, oof, Monday like or Tuesday. Three, two or Tuesday, I think ago. it might have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, it you can is, get a free shirt. If you win. Yep. So yep. if TCB bracket challenge it's called. If you're good at brackets, you can get a free Jason Palmonville shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I think that's all we got for this episode, and we'll see you in the next one. Hopefully next week we're talking about a new coach. Yes. And maybe some more draft stuff. Mm-hmm. In the next episode of the Charging Buffalo Podcast.